Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Brett here bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show. This is our first episode of 2022, and we are stoked for this year. We have some super exciting things to announce very soon, and we have tons of great interviews in the works for you. 2022 is going to be big, so let's start off big. On this episode, I'm joined by none other than Dennis Casey, longtime guitarist for Flogging Molly. In addition to being a member of one of the biggest Celtic punk bands ever, Dennis is a rad dad to four children. We talked about how perspectives change when you become a parent and about being efficient with your free time and how rock and roll keeps you young. Dennis also shared some great memories of his own father and told us about a photograph of his dad that's very special to him. And of course, we talked about the busy year that Flogging Molly has coming up from a new record to touring to the infamous Salty Dog Cruise. But before we get into the interview, just a quick shout out to Olya and Vera, the Mad Twins, our friends through music, who helped put us in touch with Dennis. The Mad Twins have done art for so many bands, from The Living In to Reverend Horton Heat to No Effects, and of course, Flogging Molly. They're amazing. Go check them out, and we'll make sure to link them on social media. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Here's Dennis Casey of Flogging Molly on the Rad Dad Show. Dennis, thanks for coming on the Rad Dad Show. I'm going to start the way we always do by asking, who are you? Well, first, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Dennis Casey, electric guitar player for Flogging Molly. Okay, so Flogging Molly, and you've been in Flogging Molly for like tw- about 20 years or so? Uh, over Is that 20 right? years. Okay. Yeah, over 20 years. Okay. Almost 25. Yeah. Well, you guys must be kind of coming up on that 25th. Yeah, 97, 97, the band started. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So, yeah. Foggy Molly for a long time, but you're also a dad. I am a dad. I have um, a dad of uh, four kids. Okay. Are you uh, able to share their names, ages? Yeah, I have uh, Violet. Is uh, I'll go from youngest to oldest. Violet sure. is uh, nine. Della is 11. James is 13. Donna is... 16. Okay. So, wow. So you're in like the, the preteen and teenager kind of era of parenting Yeah, with almost all your, your kids. Right. So I guess Violet's the youngest at at nine, but kind of getting there. So, um, okay. So where were you sort of when, I guess when you became a dad, where were you in your career? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I had to, uh, I was, I had kids later in life. So I was, um, I was in California. Um, we had, I uh, got married and I knew, you know, I knew I wanted to have kids right away. You know, you meet the right person, yep. it just kind of clicks. And, um, I was, so when you mean, where, where was I? I guess I'm, like in the trajectory of the band, what, what was kind of going on at oh, that time? Okay. So we were four, so it's probably almost almost ten years into it. I think it was like seven or eight years in into the band, and I had, I had met my wife at a show, and um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was. Um, and then we, you know, st- well, we. I, I. It's funny. I just got a cell phone the day I met her. Okay. So we we didn't have any of that uncomfortable dating kind of stuff. We just got to know each other. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, yeah, then we started having uh, children. <laughs> the rest is history, eh? Yeah. So were, were others, um, I guess, were others in the band? Were they already parents? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dave was, uh, he was a parent early in life. He, has, he had a child when he was really young, I think 18 or something like that. Okay. Um, then Nathan, oh, Matt had a, kid, a child, then Nathan, and then... I did. And then it just all started. Yeah. It's so funny have... how it all happens. It all seemed to happen at a similar time. That's kind of good though. Right. Like I've also talked to some musicians or artists or, or whoever, who maybe they have kids and kind of nobody else in their band or whoever they work with um, had kids. And so that can create a bit of a bit of tension or whatever um at that time yeah, it I, sounds like that wasn't the case for you guys well i could no I, I can i could totally relate to this situation uh, and i'll tell you why so okay um i i everything sort of happened later in my life so i got in the band and i was we were touring and i was just living the dream 
And um, I never thought of having kids at all. Dave's son was, uh, I had met him. He was like, I think 18 or he was, you know, he was a pretty much an adult. Yeah. And then, but then Matt had a son and um, I just, I remember, and I always talk to him about this, how, you know, he would talk about him, look at pictures and I had no, I mean, I, I sort of, I understood it, but I just didn't have that connection. Yep. And, you know, I wanted to go out and have fun and do all kinds of things. And he was, you know, he would think about the son and that would factor into a lot of things and what he was going to do, et cetera. And um, yep. the second I had a child, <laughs> um, it all, it hit me. Yeah, I think clicked. I called him the same day. I was like, holy shit, this, that all makes <laughs> sense to me now, what you were saying, what you were doing. And, um, it was never really like a, like a conflict. It was just, I really, I, I thought I understood, but I didn't understand at all. Until yeah. I finally had a, a child. People, it's kind of a cliche, right? Like people say, oh, you don't, you don't know what it's, it's like having kids until you have one. And I mean, there's totally truth to that, right? Like how yeah, that changes was, you. Yeah. Me and my kids were talking about what is the cliche truth or is it, why is it called a cliche? Anyways, yeah. I'm not that smart to know the difference, but <laughs> we were talking, you know, another cliche is they'll grow, you know, time goes by fast. Yep. Yeah, you know, they'll grow up so fast and Holy cow. That one is totally true. Yeah. It's funny. Like you, you look back on like just the other day, our neighbors came by um, and they have a kind of newborn brand new baby. And it was like, Oh man, like the emotions kind of come flooding back. So I've got a, I've got a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And okay. so we're, I mean, we're not long past that phase of little babies, but yeah. it's amazing how it does fly. And you kind of oh, yeah. almost forget um, all those things you went through and those emotions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We have the same, I have, I have neighbors on each side that have little babies and yes, I think I do get baby fever uh, every once in a, a little while. Bit, yeah. 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 You got to control yourself there. Um, so, um, okay. So th that's really interesting. So you guys kind of, you know, we're kind of having kids at sort of the same time and kind of experiencing some of those feelings together and how you approach, I mean, it changes your schedule and things like that. Did you, did you have fears about becoming a dad? Were you kind of nervous at all? No, about it? not okay. at all. Well, yeah, no, not at all. I, um, I, I, I was like, I was, I was talking about Matt. I got, I got to hang out with his son. He came on tour with us a couple of times. Cool. Nathan had a child, uh, before I did. And I just felt, I just felt like it was right for me and I, everything just, yeah, I wasn't afraid at all. Um, now, after the child <laughs> appeared into the world, you know, how do you hold it? What do you do? That all just blew my mind that, you know, I had more fear about that. Um, that slowly goes away, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I remember. Um, we, you were talking about how I remember scheduling like tours. That was another thing with Matt, like and I would see his face get like sad. And I would be, oh my, you know, I had no reason to be home. Right. There was, you know, it was nothing there for me. I, I, and I was like, I just want to be on the road and seeing the world. And I didn't understand his completely understand his, his, uh, you know, emotional, uh, toll it was, it would take on him because we toured a lot back then. Yeah. And I guess, depending on your situation too, I mean, takes an emotional toll on you. And then also, you know, whatever your family situation is at home, if you have a partner, yeah, um, it takes a toll on FaceTime. Right. Yeah, exactly. FaceTime. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if we all had cell phones back then. Yeah. We didn't have cell phones. So yeah. So it's difficult. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, so you, you weren't really worried about becoming dad. That was in the plan for you. You felt, um, I guess, confident about that going yeah. into it. Obviously there's kind of that like shock of the initial shock of everything that changes. Did anything change about you after becoming a father? Oh uh, yeah. It's a, it all seems to center around the moment it happened. Like so much insignificant things in your life just fall away. Yeah. Um, and how yourself, like you just, what you think about is completely flushed, uh, into the abyss it doesn't even matter anymore and um 
all your decisions, all your thoughts are now incorporated with this little person that you've made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a switch flipping a little bit. Hey, yeah, that's a good analogy. It's a, yeah. yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a switch, uh, maybe a light switch and all the, or, you know, whatever, but uh, it just, I remember all the maybe silly things I was thinking about, or I just remember being like, this is, this is what really matters. Yeah. This is, this is so, um, it just felt so real and right. And, in, in, in what, you know, life was about for me at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting how you kind of realize, like, well, why the hell was I worried about that or that, right? Like, yeah, this is what's really important here. Yeah, and then you also import a about five times as many new worries. <laughs> you, right. They also take over That's all true. the ones you have. There's no time for them. <laughs> um, this is the Rad Dad Show. Do you consider yourself a Rad Dad? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think about myself that way. I guess I don't rad <laughs> um sometimes well, I, I try to be the best dad i can okay yeah i guess that means rad i thought rad was always like cool and like awesome but uh well it depends yeah. how you define it um yeah we, we I mean, kinda, I do my best yeah we we purposely sort of leave that definition open that's why we ask it um what does it mean some people will say well yeah like i'm in a band i tour i you know whatever that's rad that's cool or i'm a skateboarder yeah. or whatever it is. And I like to do that with my kids. Other people, it's all about, um, like you said, trying to be the best dad you can be. A lot of people talk about kind of being present with their kids or things like that. So what, if you were putting a definition out there, what, what's a rad dad, what are those traits that make someone a rad dad? Um, well, the, yeah, the, I guess that there are, the being in a band and all that, that, that can make you rad, I guess, in other people's eyes, but in my own eyes, it, it's just me. And to my kids, I'm just me. I don't think they realize anything about the band or anything like that until someone else, like a teacher or somebody else will acknowledge it. They don't know any different, if that makes any sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, a rad dad would be, uh, you know, a father who's just doing his best in, 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 uh, there for his uh, children when um as much as they can be right yeah well i think i agree with you i mean i think that that definition of what's a rad dad that's internal it's it's what's important to you about that relationship as a parent that's how i see it um so you kind of mentioned uh, i guess your kids and what they think about the band you said it's kind of just as probably is it just your job is that how they sort of see it that's my dad's job I think, yeah, I, think, I don't ask them. I think that's the way they just, they, they don't like, it, the, when they meet people, they don't, I don't tell them, my dad's in a band and like, it just, ha- it takes a while for it to come up. And then a lot of teachers will tell me this. I mean, they're older now, but uh, yeah, I didn't know for like almost a whole year that you're in this band that I, you know, grew up with and I, you know, that's love cool. and, and, and your kid didn't say anything about it. Right. Um, that's so funny. Hey, yeah, they, 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 they have to be asked, it seems. Um, but they don't, uh, I don't think they, yeah, they don't see it as, I don't think they any know any different. Sometimes like if we'll do an, I'll go somewhere with them at a school event. I do, I do maybe not look like all the other dads. Maybe if I lived in Southern California, I would or something right. like that, but I don't know about where you live that, that, you know, dads can be a little more conservative and all that. Yeah. Um, so, so you think, f- wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what, what you mean by that. Like, I mean, I think some of this stuff, you know, rock and roll keeps people young, right? Like, yeah, that's that, that my, I think my son is realizing that more when he sees, maybe we'll see other fathers, not all fathers are that way, but nope. I think when they think of, my age and then I'll meet somebody my same age um, who just maybe will say given up and, and doesn't really, yeah, I agree with you. Rock and roll keeps you young in a certain way. And I don't know. um, I don't know how else to put that, but I think he sees that sometimes. Is it, is it rock and roll or is it like, um, or is rock and roll just what it is for you? But is it, 
is it more like your, I guess your individuality, you still, you kind of have this, I guess this thing in your life that um, you're really passionate about, like, I, I guess maybe my question is how important is that to you to have, have your own things as a parent, whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, playing rock and roll or whether it's, you know, you're on the local hockey team or baseball team or something, and you have kind of have your own time in your own space. How important is that to you? Um, I think that's, it's, uh, it's a, I, it's a balance I still struggle with. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think a, the, the idea of being a musician and keeping you young, I'm, it also can wear people out pretty quickly too. That's true. And, and so I guess, you know, it's hard to say, but I think it, it's, I don't know what it is. I think it, it's, um, there's a certain freedom and a certain, uh, 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 something about being creative in your life, something mm -hmm. about making something and connecting with so many people and you get to feel the reaction, like when you're on tour and you're playing a live show, that is, I don't know, I, I, I don't know many professions that have something like that. Yeah. And, and then to, which is, that's all great. But then to meet somebody who your music has like helped them through life or meant so much to them, mm -hmm. that kind of reward to me is priceless. And it just keeps my passion and my heart into you know i music is my great you know my my thing i don't do many other things in life and i think that's there's something to say for for that and how it, uh you can go out and affect people and it's inspiring and to be inspired so much i i i consider myself very lucky very fortunate uh i don't ever take this for granted and i think that's part of what may keep people the way, you know, in the rock and roll world, the way they are. Yeah. You, you kind of, I saw you initially kind of almost struggling with that, that question. You mentioned something about like um, trying to find that balance. Oh, so how, how do you, like, how do you find that balance um, between, I guess, like what your responsibilities are with the band and what you want to do with the band and then your home life, how do you make that work? Yeah, that's um so lately it's sort of it's sort of flipped after covid. So I interesting. You know, when before I used to I, when I would go on tour that would be my that's what I would do and we all grew up or my kids grew up with that's the way things were. So I didn't really think about well, I can't do this tour because I haven't had enough balance at home. It was the way that I made a living, the way I took care of every everybody financially in my right. family. And they, like, I, I keep going back to this one thought, and I'm wondering why. Like, they don't know any different because this is the way it's always been. Yeah. And it doesn't get easier. But um, I will say when I'm home, I, I like to be home. Now, uh, for instance, we just made a record uh, last month. And, um, okay. I got home from making a record and, you know, I had to, I prepared for it. I wrote, I had to write ideas. So I, I have my, I just picked my times and I've learned, I've learned through having four kids, uh, how to be, I think, uh, your time is very valuable. So when you can get it, or if you can work it in somehow, mm -hmm this circles back to social media too. I don't have a lot of time to just, I don't watch TV anymore. I don't do, I don't do things like that because when I have time for me, I generally am, you know, I'll use it playing music or doing yep. something with music. So that's basically how I would strike that balance. And um, something's always got to give. And what I was going to say about like uh, when COVID hit and then I lost, you know, everybody in the music industry now most everybody yeah. lost their job i you know my wife went back to work she wasn't working before she's she was wow. um staying a stay-at-home mom that's and, a big change uh, yeah so now i've be, i have uh totally uh become 
when I have time off, uh, a homemaker. And mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of respect for homemakers and uh, the, the things you have to do, the mundaneness of uh, everyday life. And um, so what's that adjustment it, been like? It's been, I mean, it's been difficult. The one thing that I always come back to is, is you just got to let, you don't have any time. You just got to let that go. Yes. I don't have any time. I just have to, and, and I found it easier to be like, I don't, I don't have time to go out. I don't have time to do a lot of things. That's the commitment I made. I want to be a rad dad. So I'm, I'm going to do the best I can be here. And, you know, whether it's my son like is on likes to run now, so I'll run with him or if it's helping mm-hmm. with homework or I make, you know, feeding six people a day is, is, is a new thing for me having to make food clean up laundry all those kind of things is is a complete change for me and um you just got to kind of put your (laughs) what you want to do or what you want to achieve you have to put it aside and you or you have to be creative and find ways of making it happen making it work i used to um i learned how to my electric guitar was the one thing I could play late at night. You know, after everybody went to bed, I had a little time. I would do that. And then my wife is a nurse, so she worked crazy hours. She'll have to wake up at two in the morning or three in the morning. So I got to be really quiet now. So um, (laughs) that's another story. But uh, I think the whole thing is time management. You you, you know, it's funny. I was, I was talking to my wife and friends that have kids. I was like, there's because there's guys in the band that don't have any kids. And I was like, man, how do they, I can't even remember. How would I fill my, what would I, what do do you do all day? (laughs) Yeah. What do you do? Like you, well, a, you get to wake up when you want, which I think is that's gotta be totally awesome. Yeah. Like an alarm clock not waking you up. That's, that's gotta be great. Uh, Well, your kid, well, your kid, one of your kids is in school. Yeah. So my oldest is in grade one. So you, you know, you have, uh, I have to, that get up get them ready yeah, uh, know, a 16 year old uh, yeah yeah that's a whole other thing you gotta i gotta you know, <laughs> who doesn't like what um right uh i kind of remember this is a dad's podcast because i was like am i going on too much about everyday life but no this no no band. this is you this know is what i mean I'm used, ban- I'm used to band uh, uh interviews anyways so i i uh i digress so the finding the time is uh is important. And I, I think that, um, it, it's the only, it's all I'm left with right now. And, and I, uh, I just learned to have to do that. That was the, that was the, that was the, um, the balance I was trying to strike. Like I would, I would sleep maybe four hours a night cause I wanted to stay up late to do something with music. And I was like, this, it wore me down really quickly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't as present. I wasn't as, um, there, I guess, for my kids and, um, the, yeah, you got to take care of yourself too. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself. Sleep, the sleep deprivation. I think every parent that yeah. go back to our cliche sleep deprivation is wow. is a real thing. It and, is. um, if you don't take it seriously, it, it will kick your ass and it'll, it'll catch up to you. Um, and all the, you know, all the coffee in the world isn't gonna yeah <laughs> help it it helps but it's yeah it's not enough. yeah eventually yeah <laughs> it, it's um so a- after as time goes on and all these changes i've made uh i i found that i just have to be creative because so like to read a book even yeah i i i, I share this with people how, like, how do you read a book you have four kids i i i consume th- i get three versions of it I get the audio version i get the real version i get the e-version yeah if I'm waiting for them at school, I could pop up the ebook and, yeah, on your phone, phone. And, you know, uh, you know, listen to that. And then on the way home, I can continue listening to there's all you have to just be creative with your time. Yep. Or I, I'm sorry, I have to be creative with my time if I want to do things. No, I think that's a really good point. Like, um, that's probably, I, I would say one of the hardest things as a parent is, is getting used to fitting it all in. Right. And so whether you have one child or you have six children, like it's, it's tough. It's really yeah. tough. Um, and I, I relate to what you said about um, um, homemakers. Like I, I took 
three months. So only three months um, of parental leave with my second daughter. Okay. And like, that was just like an amazing adjustment for me. It was really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt like I've got one child I'm looking after here. Like, why can't I get anything done in the day? Like I could barely get out of my pajamas, like, (laughs) you know, just trying to feed them and keep them entertained and get some laundry done or whatever it is. It's hard. That's one of the hardest jobs, I think. Yeah. With, with the kids. Oh, it's, it's by far one of the hardest jobs. It, I mean, this is all, if you want to be a rad dad, I think, you know, there's just a lot to do. There's a lot. and, and, And besides all the things that need to be done just to get them, you know, cleaned, fed and clothed there's all the things as a parent you're trying to teach them. Yep. You have to, you're trying to show them things and, and the, you know, you're trying to make their child be there for them and be there with them uh, instead of just a fixture in the corner. Uh, and they do their thing. I do my thing. Right. Yeah. You want to give them experiences and yeah. Have them learn about the world. And, yeah. You know, go places like, you know, try and get a kid ready to get in the car and go somewhere. That's a, in and of itself right oh my god yeah (laughs) um are your kids are they interested in music they any of them kind of play music or anything like that yeah they um i had i i had this thing i was when i first had my first child it was like my forgive my science experiment i was like uh, or hack my life hack i'm like i am going to show this child music yeah i was in that you only have one so you got all the time i was like so i was so committed to be like music is going to be part of her life and i would play just what i would think would be great music all the classics even classical music um bach and then i play you know the beatles the stones zeppelin nirvana radiohead and I would always, you know, I would always have this music, but with her particularly, I would sit and listen to her over there. And in the car, we would, you know, eventually she would, she knew all the Beatles songs. She would, uh, you know, want to sing the Beatles songs together and which was great. But then you're like, oh my God, she wants to sing the same song a hundred times. Like you can do when you're a kid, you know, right. I've already heard it a million times. <laughs> I, and anyway, so she, she was, uh, she's really, uh, talented she played she wants she started wanting to play the drums she plays the drums cool and then she's taught she has a good musical ear she taught herself piano xylophone ukulele guitar um she'll learn chopin music pieces on the piano and then she'll try to play well she plays drums to like nirvana or led zeppelin wow she plays in the school band uh so she's really well-rounded musically uh, my son, <laughs> uh, he plays trombone, which I thought, wow, okay. that's great, but I can't really, I can't, it, it, it just doesn't. Hard to uh, jam at home with. I have tried a few times with him, but he learned from school. So he's very yeah. much, you got to put the music in front of him. Having said that, he is, he's gotten a lot better at like learning by ear. Yeah. So uh, I see him progressing with that, but he plays cool. trombone. Then my, uh, Della, she's in the, she does chorus in school and okay. um, she messed, messed around with the violin. And then my youngest one, Violet, she's a, she, she, she likes to sing, but she writes a lot. She writes songs. Oh, that's cool. She writes, she's really, I think really for her age, she's, she's good at it. And um, she, I, I try to encourage her to keep, you know, keep doing that. Uh, but I've always left my instruments all around the house. Yep. So the guitars and, you know, I'm not precious about them. They could stay, you know, when they're little, they could stand on them and, you know, make noises with them. And I want, you know, wanted them to experience that. Yeah. That's really cool. Like I think giving them the space to explore. Yeah. I didn't want to be like, uh, at two, at three, you're going to start violin and then we're going to give you piano lessons. And, um, like that i just wanted them to play what they like um my but i have heard people say i wish my parents gave me piano lessons when i was younger Uh, you know i think like every musician or at least a lot of guitar players i'm a guitar player you can see but um 
that's I, that's what I say too. Geez, I wish I had piano lessons. But at the same time, all my friends who had piano lessons when they were kids, it's just not as like it's not as fun an instrument. If you're into, I guess like rock and roll and stuff, it's way oh, easier to well. sit and strum a, a guitar, you know, at a party or whatever. Not not a piano. So a lot of my friends never kept with it. But in oh, hindsight, yeah. you're like, oh, I wish I had that theory, right? Yeah, because as a kid, you absorb things so readily. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. So I have a lot of my amplifiers and guitars at home. And I, I, I do try to show my kids. I sometimes feel like kid when I'm like, I'll hook up my whole Marshall stack and I'll be like, yeah. there is nothing like playing like an E chord or an A chord in front of this amp. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get it on the piano or whatever. And, right. Um, it's it, my daughter, my oldest is the only one who's kind of taken that route. She, she actually formed a band this year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's really into it. So do you guys do you guys kind of jam at home and stuff? Uh, we have once in a while. She's super uh, like me, very busy. She yeah. uh, we will once in a while, but she she's super into academic uh, part of school as well. OK. It's kind of all over the place with uh, doing things. Well, like teenagers and and um, kind of preteens. That's that's the time when people are busy, right? You have yeah. activities, friends, whatever. School's busy. They're yeah, probably I, not around home that much. No, she's not. She's got a lot of homework, and and I'm not going to get in the way of that. Just uh, you know, if she wanted to play all the you know a lot more, I would. But I also I don't want to force myself on her band either. Right. You know, I don't want to be like, I can come to practice and help you guys. I just want if they, you know, she wants to ask me about it or whatever. But I want them to have their own, you know, I don't want to be overbearing or if they want to ask me questions or do whatever, I'll help. But if not, I'll just drive her to and from the rehearsal. Right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they probably don't even realize they've got this amazing resource at their fingertips. <laughs> right. Like this guy knows yeah, how I don't to want- do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to tell them that, but uh, like, yeah, when I think back when I was her age, I would have, I would, I would remember, I would, whenever I got to talk to anybody who played music, I was just probably uh, annoyed them with a million questions I would yeah. ask them. Um, but they're having, she's having fun with it. They're having fun with it. They're writing songs. They're consistently rehearsing. So I'm just gonna. I'm just proud that she's doing supportive. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Are you able to talk about your relationship with your dad, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess growing up, like wh- what was that relationship like? Um, and, and where I sort of like to go with this question is as a parent, do mm-hmm. you sort of, do you consciously think about, um, I guess what your relationship was, with your dad growing up and how that maybe applies to your parenting now? Oh yeah. Um, th- there's a lot to what you just uh, brought up. Uh, I, I, I think about this. Uh, after having children, I understand my father way, way more yeah. than I used to. It's yeah. almost to your analogy, a switch goes off. Yeah. And I was like, it all makes sense now. Um, and uh, so he, yeah, yeah, he was a carpenter. Um, didn't uh, didn't do much else. Worked all the time. Very handy with things. Worked uh, in cars. Built yeah. things. Uh, he was always uh, a, he was always doing something. Whether it's remodeling the house, putting a roof on the house putting a transmission in a car. Yeah. Uh, he was always doing something like that. And he was work. He was, he worked out. I live in the Northeast Rochester, New York. So, yep. uh, he worked outside, uh, almost all the time. So he, he was, uh, he was exposed to the elements on a regular basis. I would say, uh, anyways, he, so he, he didn't have the easiest job. That's what right. I'm getting at. Right. And, um, and he, he also, he didn't, his father died when he was, I think four. So okay. he didn't really have a father growing up. Yeah. Um, 
so anyways, he would work a lot. And I would, as I was the only son, I would get, you know, dragged into holding a wrench. Or yeah. Holding hold this wrench flight. or yeah, yeah. Hold the flat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, we're talking somebody who did not take the car to get it fixed. You, you know, he fixed it. So if the muffler came off in the middle of winter, you're lying under the car. Yeah. In the snow. In the or snow doing that. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I, so as it, as it, so I, I, I'm going to answer this in a long about way. You could cut me off of them too long, but no, um, no, this is great. Okay. So, so having done, having, uh, grown up that way from probably till I could hold, by the time I could hold a flashlight, I was holding a flashlight and probably being blamed for most of the things that went wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, probably because I didn't want to be there, you know, and I was talking or anyways. So uh, I, I, re I remember, you know, always having to go out and help him or, or do all these things. And, uh, you know, I found music as a teenager and that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I was like, give anything that my father would bang on the wall, tell me to stop playing all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. Cause I, you know, I would play all the time. He didn't have to tell me to practice. And, you know, I used to get mad and I used to, you know, make me upset or come on down. I need you to help me. And, and, you know, we clashed and, yep. and uh, as time went on, uh, I just, you know, I, I think that was part of, you know, I, I left home and et cetera. And then I moved out to California and then got in the band, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, so we, we didn't do really do anything together. I, was, I, I, I i'm going back now to like we uh, we worked in the garage together right yep yeah it was around kind of house. stuff that needed to be done yeah, around the talk, house yeah oh we're talking old school dad we didn't like yep. doesn't didn't go to we didn't go to movies or yeah anything and and you know at the end so after i have kids and i i was like my god he would come home from working outside all day <laughs> of course he didn't you know didn't have it in him to do yeah. anything um it, it, it kind of makes sense to me in that way. Yeah. And um, I re yeah, I realized a lot in his, you know, not having, not having a father figure. Yeah. I thought about that. I was like, there's no one to, to model, to emulate. I don't know yeah. if you notice yourself turning into your father every once in a while, but totally, I sure, I sure do. And it's like, yeah. worse. how can I, I'm not even in control of it almost sometimes. And um him not having that i thought that was uh that was interesting um and it was also a different different time then too from like just in a general social perspective right in terms of what was normal like that's kind of i think that's a pretty common experience with kind of dads around that time too yeah. it's like dad provides and you know focused on fixing things up around the house and you know you don't talk about your feelings really and like some of those types of things right oh and, yeah oh absolutely that, it's you know, different now oh yeah feel no feelings no that no is it yeah he was he was tough as nails kind of guy yeah um there's a we made i have this uh, photo above my door i i i'll tell this story too um he came home one day from work and he had been I don't know what he's doing, but he's quite used filthy and um, his hands were all cracked and dirty. And I, 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 I was like, I want to take a, can I take a picture of your hands? And he thought I just lost my mind. How old were you? Uh, I was a teenager, probably okay. 18 or 19. Okay. Or maybe my early twenties. Don't remember exactly, but uh, back then. And he just was like, what? Why do you want to take a picture? Of my, like he's come home every day, wash his hands. Right? No, before you wash your hands, I want to take a picture. And I took a picture of them, and uh, I keep it, and I have it, and I have it framed, and I keep it above my door, wow. and I've done it since then, as a reminder of what I came from, where I came from, and and right. and all the things that represents. And um, I, you know, I tell my kids, you know, I've told every, a lot of people about it. I told my kids about it. We've made a movie called whiskey on a Sunday. I talk about it. And yeah, we actually, Dave, we wrote a song called the hand of John O'Sullivan and we used his, that image for the single we made. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. Yeah. So um, that, those are my father's hands. And um, that simple moment that he didn't understand uh, still to me is, is, is uh 
it's very special and it, it's an actual photograph too obviously it was taken way back in the when is that in the 80s and um it uh it means a lot to me and that's why i hang it over my door so i i can see it when i leave uh and i've had it there so every, every place i've lived and um what does that what does that like when you walk out the door and you see that photo as you walk out the door what does that say to you or what what does that, that do for you it well it's really I mean, hard it does, to put into words it but. could be it could, i mean it's different all the time it could be different I and mean, you could be remember maybe and my father has passed away since so i mean it may it makes me remind me of him mm-hmm. uh it'll show me humility uh where i came from yeah uh how uh meaningless sometimes things are and like just the the salt of the earth the the working like working with your hands is 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 uh is meaningful too that i was going to talk about that i was i I really so later on in life in our life when i got in the band is when i really developed a great relationship with my father okay and and it was actually it was it was so wonderful because i think he we, we both realized a lot about each other and i i was living in California. He was here. So we weren't together for, you know, I didn't live, I didn't live with him or see him for years at a time sometimes. Right. But when I finally got in the band, he saw, I think it just kind of, you know, something changed in him, but not, a lot, not everything. Um, uh, he traveled more. He came out and saw me. He would come cool. to shows. There would be, I'll never forget this. Like probably the biggest show at the time we played, uh, he was there. It was his birthday. And I think Dave got everybody singing happy birthday. Thousands of people singing happy birthday wow. to him. And we played this great show. And I was like, yeah, you know, we were having a beer after. And I was like, dad, wasn't that great? But I mean, how awesome was that? And he was like, that was pretty good. <laughs> and like, he, you know, he was never like, oh my God, that was great. Cheers. And like, yeah. you know, like, you're, yeah, you guys are pretty good. So That's there was awesome. always that, that, that level, uh, that kind of reaction from him. But I could tell, I mean, he, then, the, you know, everybody in the band started um, like having him around. So he yeah. would, he would, you know, do a few shows with us. So we got really close. And um, I've often told Dave that, that it, it kind of, you know, we had this second half of our lives where we were, uh, we had a great relationship. We enjoyed uh we enjoyed each other a lot more. I understood like he wasn't working maybe in the garage or on the house. That was his way of creating something, making, yep. doing Yeah, something. that's like, I was going to kind of mention that you kind of said that earlier, like that creativity and yeah, making something. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that yeah. until I, you know, until later in life for some reason, but I was like, yeah, he wasn't, he, he shrouded it or said it in that I'm, this is, I have to do this work because, you know, I have to. And, but I think what he was doing was making something, the house yeah. that he, he built the house in the garage and all that for, from by himself, basically. Right. It's still there. Uh, you know, so he's made something that somebody is enjoying living in and it, it's, it's there still. Uh, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a talked about this, before I can't remember who I was talking to, but um, talked about this before that it's kind of a shame that sometimes that happens that we, we don't develop that relationship with our parents or, or maybe appreciate them or they don't appreciate us or whatever it is until later in life. And you kind of look back and it's like, Oh, I wish, I wish I had kind of gotten it then. Obviously you can't, you you can't go back and change it, but I feel the same way about the relationship with my dad, like I've developed a friendship with him as an adult you know, have fun together and just yeah. hanging out or whatever. Um, you kind of see eye to eye and whether that's because you have kids and shared experience there, or it's just, I don't know what it is, but you know, you look back and it's like, Oh, there was, there was some time there that, you know, feels almost wasted, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, I, I completely agree. I, I was, I was all wasted uh, in, in different ways too, because now I think I could have learned so much from this guy. Right. Like he knew how to fix a car. He knew how to fix anything in a house, plumbing, electrical. And I just, I could care less. I just wanted to go back and play my guitar, but I was like, 
how stupid of me. I could have, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can do certain, you know, some things, but yeah, it, it was, it, well, that he, he had that. He also had, he knew how much I love music. He would also keep me uh, at a certain distance too. He'd be like, well, I don't want you doing this because you'll cut your finger off or, or something like that. Right. Oh, but, okay. you know, he didn't want me to do that, but I will say a funny story, how we, we, we connected or, it, it did he didn't change a lot we went and made, we have a record called float and we went to yeah. ireland to make it and uh i think i was over there a month and a half or something we rehearsed and then we were we toured and then we made the record and i come back home and he gave, he calls me on the phone and i was like oh this is great he knows i'm home he probably wants to hear the record or talk about it and he said can you come out yeah come on over I, I i need a hand that's all i usually got is i need a hand and it was yeah surprise every time so i get to the house and he's 72 years old at this time and he's on the peak of the roof <laughs> and he's finishing putting the roof on the house and it's a two-story house and he's like oh great start bringing the shingles up to me i just got to the top row of the peak uh and like, I oh my just, god <laughs> i was dumbfounded and it was a pretty steep uh peak and i was just like are you kidding me? I just got home from Ireland and you want me to carry these. I, a, a bundle of shingles is quite heavy. Yeah. And I also, I started getting upset because I had, uh, this is where I grew up. So I, I, half my friends are carpenters and do all this kind of thing. I was like, let me call all my friends. They have the, they have a motorized thing that'll bring yeah. it up to you. And, and, and so we, he was like, no, just bring them up to me. I'm almost done. And, and, you know, we were getting, heated at each other i was like well what if you know what if i i was starting to think what if i fall like what if, i'm not used to putting a roof on a house yeah and he did he he won obviously so i start bringing the shingles up and i'm getting really mad i'm slapping him down yeah and i was like i kept saying why don't i call you know a few guys and we'll we'll just knock it out and this is how this is what a dad can do to you and he looks at me and he's like uh, how would you feel if they got somebody to play the guitar on that record you just made? Silence. Interesting. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. Mic and drop. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mic drop. And then now bring the shingles up. And I was like, uh, I'll never forget this story. Yeah. I, 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 I told it at his eulogy actually, because that was, that was, to me, that was a great moment. That was like, yeah, he's, he's. It's that pride, right? He had that pride, but it, this meant a lot to him. Yeah. It, it was, it, it really opened that up to me. What he was, it, it, he, yes, he did it under, I'm saving money because I could do it, but he knew how to do it. And he was doing that. Um, and he put it in a perspective. I never thought yeah. I was just thinking this is a practical thing. Put a roof on, we'll call 10 guys over and we'll have it done. And he, that's when he really. Yeah. It was important to him. Yeah. And it was his way of, creating something and building something and and um uh doing you know something for his family saving money all these kind of things yeah that's an amazing story yeah and i did eventually bring all the shingles up to the to the top <laughs> and you got it done and we got it done yeah yeah that's awesome um dennis what what's next for for you and for Blogging Molly, you guys, you talked about you've recorded a new record. Yeah, we we made um, we went back to Chicago where we recorded our first two records. Uh, worked with Steve Albini. Okay, uh, nice uh, electric audio. Yeah, we and so we decided to go work there. Um, we made uh, yeah our next record. Finished uh, what was it? A few days before Thanksgiving, which is November, probably twenty second or twenty third. And now it's being mixed and mastered. Hopefully it'll be out early next year, maybe before St. Patrick's Day or around there. And then uh, we're gonna, in March, we're gonna do a tour of the US, a little one up to St. Patrick's Day. And then, excuse me, we do this cruise every year called the Salty Dog Cruise. Yeah. It sold out a while ago, which was, which was- Awesome. It could, yeah, I could. I was trying to think of a better word than awesome, but I can't. It was awesome to have it sell yeah. out so soon in advance. Uh, I couldn't be more uh, 
proud of that and excited. And that's where it's going to end. And then we have Europe. Now, uh, all these things fall under this new yes. thing called COVID. So uh, if everything keeps going the way it's going, that's what we're going to do. Right. I would love to. It's been a while since we played Europe. We keep pushing those shows back another year. Yeah, so, once you're talking about international travel, it just is that little bit more complicated, right? Yeah, and the, I can't wait. You know, I love touring. This has been a good, you know, I like I like both being at home. I love touring. It's just a balance I have to try to strike. Um, so that tour, the record will be out. And then hopefully that just kicks off, a you know, a three, four year cycle right. of touring and doing all these shows and promoting the record um and i don't know i i i don't know uh how it's going to play out or what's going to happen obviously nobody does but we did our best on the the last tour we did with the violent femmes yeah and yeah yeah we there was restrictions and and protocols and i still got covid so yeah you guys had a couple little hiccups there I, yeah. yeah i was you one of the guys personally. that got it so yeah. um that was yeah it was like that we did everything we were supposed to do and i still got it so i don't i don't really know it's a it's it's a it's an unknown i'm not uh i don't think anybody knows like if europe goes into another lockdown because of a new variant i don't think we'll tour europe but right, right now the u.s and europe are on was um was a cruise you guys didn't do a cruise last year did you no we didn't do it last has it been year. a couple of years now like w w was it in we 2020 because you do it in march usually right yeah i think in that 20, 20 was it 2019 we did it at the near in november or the end of the year i think i think it was that's what we did. that one worked out and then yeah the 2021 was not gonna happen yeah so that'll um, be then, exciting if that, you know, hopefully that goes ahead for you guys too. That's yeah. I, I mean, it seems like it's going to be uh, because you have cruises have been happening yep. all year. So it's not like this is going to be the first one right. for everybody. Uh, and I think we just have, you just, we just have to do our best to, to, to make it happen and do the right things and, and you put all the protocols in place. And you, I mean, we, we are kind of, I feel like we're reaching a point where like, regardless of what happens, I guess, with new variants and stuff like that, like we're, there's more of a, I guess, a push to just, we, we got to figure out a way to, to live with it and to do whatever we can as safe as possible. I hope that goes forward for you guys. Um, you guys have a pretty good lineup. On this year's oh, salty dog cruise. Yeah. The, um, well, I would, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living and acting like it's going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if something like that got canceled, that would be really unfortunate. Uh, the fact that it sold out, like, what was it six months before it's happening is a clear indication that people really want to yeah. go. Um, we, that, that whole thing has been, you know, we've, I think we've done a, not we it's become this its own thing and that's it people love going every year there's a lot of people that repeat going i i in the beginning i had no idea i was like this is the worst idea ever because <laughs> i'd never been on a cruise yeah i thought people just play shuffleboard and drink pina coladas and i didn't know anything about it some are like that i i, I didn't know so <laughs> I, I i just assumed and then when i got there i met two i think i remember i got on the boat i met two people from belgium I was like, wow, this could be all right. Yeah. And um, proceeded to have an absolute great time. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I tell people to give you your money back if you don't have a good time on that. Right. It's, yeah. I see. I mean, we talked about social media. I see when those have happened in the past, like people's pictures and comments, and it looks like so much fun. It is. And there's like this whole network of people that are on social media. From what I understand, people tell me, uh, and they've created their own group. Yeah, and it's pretty big. And I was like, "Wow!" I didn't like, but the first one somebody told me about that, I was like, "Really? There's a group of people?" And um, ignorance is bliss, I guess. I don't know. So <laughs> it was. Uh, it's grown into this really 
wonderful event. Um, we've been fortunate enough to have very, very great punk rock bands from No Effects, Rancid, Offspring. Now the Descendants are going to do it. Yep. I mean, these are incredible bands. So, I mean, we're on, I'm honored to have something like that as a part of some little thing we created. Yeah. Well, that that's awesome. I hope it goes forward for you guys. I hope yeah. tour happens next year with no problems. Congrats on the new record. Can't wait to Thank hear you. it. Thank um, you. Any words of advice for dads out there listening or, or maybe um, soon to be dads, if you had to give them some advice, what to expect? Oh, oh yeah. Soon to be dads. Uh, I would, you know, all the, all the cliches are true. Yeah. Um, so embrace yeah, as them. we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace <laughs> them. But uh, I think an expecting dad just uh, yeah. Don't, don't overthink it. It's, it's not that hard. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can get, but it's sometimes you don't need all this extra stuff that you think you do. Yeah. Um, I find a good little changing uh, pad was the best thing I ever got yeah, at a good height. Right. So you don't get a sore back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, advice I would give is, is, um, yeah, spend this, you know, enjoy all the moments that you, it's going to be hard to, because you're not going to be sleeping, but those, that the, the time you have when they're that age, just yeah, embrace that. And, um, yeah, there's so many, it's hard to say one thing because there's so yeah. many, as you know, as a dad, there's so many things you want to tell someone, but um, not be, and I can't say anything really profound, I guess, that hasn't already been said or that people generally hear about when you have a kid. Um, yeah, I, but if I was, you know, to give more of a realistic thing, I would say, you know, you, you're going to have to realize your time is not your own anymore. Yep. Yeah, that's a tough transition for people, yeah. as, we, as we talked about sometimes. So, um, and you'll be, and you'll do better once you embrace that. Yeah, like yeah. you have to make your own time. That's right. It's not all yours anymore. Yeah. Often though, you know, I'm trying to wrap up, but it just made me think. Like I find in my case, I have limited time, but I actually do more with my time. <laughs> you know, you're more productive. You're more uh, motivated to get things done with that little amount of time you have oh yeah that's what i was saying and yeah I'm, I'm not stressed for time so if you are I, yeah I'm no sorry i understand but uh that's what i was hitting on earlier is that the it, it forced forces you to be resourceful you don't the the you know half hour is a, is a could be a lot of time you could get a lot done in a half hour and if that's all you have you could you could put a lot in and i was uh, one example i was going to give like for this record i was saying I would take up my time. I would, I would know that while my kids are in school, I am playing music. It's loud in here. I'm going to yep. do all that. I'm going to do all the musical things I can because when they come home, you know, they got to do homework and all that. I can't be like blasting guitar yeah. parts over and over. And um, so I, I, I would learn the time I had to do what I, what I had to do and did it. And, and that was uh that's been uh, something as a, as a parent, you learn. And then when we think about people that have all the time, I was right. like, wow, no wonder you're texting uh, mass text at uh, one 30 in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wake up to these group texts. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah or the it's... band or everybody in the band will be talking about this latest TV thing. And I'll be like, uh, I, I have no idea. Yeah. just out to lunch on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, can't talk about any of that but oh that's well. awesome yeah i i appreciate your time today dennis and uh, it's oh, been yeah. really good chatting with you and getting to to know you a little bit i know we got the holidays coming up so um you know time is even more precious right now so i do appreciate you you taking the time i see your you know we talked about your calendar countdown yeah, calendar my, my, my back my there there's a countdown calendar they made yeah <laughs> and uh so yeah it's uh it's a wonderful time of year for a kid yeah and you know we you try to make that for them or let them have that and experience it. Um, it's been, it's been a real honor and pleasure to talk to you. I, I, if, if you ever want to do this again, let me know. And um, I will tell other people in the band, if you, you know, there's, there's several dads in our band now. So that sounds great for sure. Yeah. We'd love to, to talk to them all. So um, yeah, 
thanks again, man. I do appreciate your time and, and sharing you know, some of your stories with us, some stories about your dad. Um, just really, really need to hear that. So I appreciate it. And shout out to mad twins for kind of hooking us up yeah. here and, um, yeah, looking forward to, um, you know, seeing you guys release a new record next year and salty dog cruise and everything else that's coming after that. All right. That was Dennis Casey on the rad dad show. Thank you so much, Dennis, for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at at rad dads show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well. Wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us a lot. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.